Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Robbie, there are times in life where you have to look at what you're given and think, you know what? I've had worse. This is this is not terrible. It may not to be the tastiest meal I've ever had or the best book I've ever read, but you know what? It doesn't make me want to gouge my eyes out or rip out my tongue. You know, sometimes that's just okay. You got to... I, I too, Matt, have been buoyed by this week, feeling uh, feeling like I should be counting my blessings. There are worse things than this week's episode. I mean, not a lot. Wor- I mean, I guess with The Simpsons, there are a lot of worse ones, to be fair. Um, I, I actually, honestly, I don't think this episode is good, but I do find it incredibly interesting. It's one of those ones where it, you look at what is it saying about the characters and think, huh, I think it's saying more than they might have intended <laughs> Or it could have if they had tried and done all things differently. It could have been, could have actually been really compelling. This we hey hey guys out there, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash/TheSimpsonShow for only two dollars a month. You get access to all of our bonus content, a bunch of bonus podcasts, bonus minisodes, reviews of King of the Hill, Bob's Burgers, uh, new Simpsons episodes, a uh, bunch of Rick and Morty. Bonus episodes talking about everything Simpsons really you could possibly imagine. It's all every on there. Book, every documentary, all of it. We've we've done it all now. Yep. Um, this week's episode is "Don't Fear the Roofer," episode GABF ten. Originally aired May first, two thousand and five. Written by Kevin Kern and directed by Mark Kirkland. Received a six point one rating with ten point eight million viewers. The Couch Gag. Uh, the Simpsons are a puzzle. Um, it's missing only what Maggie's head and Homer's head, and they get mixed up for a second, then replaced and put back in the right place. It's all right. Not bad. Couch guy. Yeah. Uh, episode guest stars Stephen Hawking as himself. He reprises the role of himself. And uh, Ray Romano as Ray Magini. The roofer. The roofer. Ray the roofer. Um, Ray, Ray Romano does a, a perfectly fine job for what he's asked to do. Yeah, he's not asked to be much. He's basically asked to be, you know, side character in a sitcom. And he does that perfectly well. I mean, the, the guy carried his own sitcom for, you know, a decade. I, this is not trouble for him at all. No, uh, this actually aired. Uh, let me check. I think I was right about it. Um, This this was two weeks before the series finale of Everybody Loves Raymond. So that's why he was saying at the end, don't you know, you better catch it while you can. You catch it while you can. Um. I have seen this episode before. Well, uh, that's that's different from the rest of the season. Yeah, I've I've se- seen only a couple from this season before, and this is one of them. I don't know why I'd watched this before. I think this this had always gotten a, a bad rap. I guess I think that's why I ended up watching it because it's more of the, one of the more ridiculous plots uh, of an episode. Even though that's what I, I was always told. Not really true. It's no more ridiculous than any, I don't know, any of the other plots, but many of the other plots, even from this season. There's just, there's no limit to the chaos and craziness that happens in season 16. This is just another example of it. The episode begins with a storm. There's a, uh, there's a, a thunderstorm rolling through town, and we kind of cut around town, see how it's affecting people. We see Moses is leaking, um, so he's putting... You know, buckets and stuff underneath all the drips, including Barney under one of them. Um, and we cut to a news report on the storm with Kent Brockman. 
Kent Brockman here with Stormwatch 6. Professor Frank, what's the scientific explanation for this unusually severe thunderstorm? Well, Kent, we are uh, exploring two theories at this point. Um, A, either we have a supercell of high-pressure fronts, or B, God is bowling with the balls and the pins and the rental shoes and the very bad cheese pizza that comes in squares. Krusty, what's your light-hearted take on our recent bad weather? Sorry, Kent. I sold all my bad weather jokes to Jay Moore. But I can make funny sounds in your microphone. Fine. There you have it. There you have it. And Jay Moore just not even bothering to use any of those good jokes. I don't mind the crusty bit there. I don't mind it. I don't mind this news report. There's a lot of things that upset I like I feel they feel like they belong. They feel like they make sense. Um like this is a very like that ultimately matter. I think that's the other thing in this episode. Like there's a storm, the roof's leaking. The leaking roof becomes an important plot point that sticks throughout the rest of this episode. It becomes a symbol for Homer. And that's something, you know? It's something. It makes sense. Like the plot flows organically from what we're seeing here. Right. It it this it is not like this episode is jumping to six things removed from the storm. It stays relatively close to this inciting incident early on. So um we get the Simpsons we cut to the Simpsons house and their roof is leaking. We see a scene where Marge's hair has been like catching a puddle of the water and spills on her, wakes her up, she's upset. And um then we get this scene where Homer's like trying to solve it through uh uh what's the Hot Wheels tracks and guiding the water out the door. And how many leaks are in the house? I mean, it seems like just the one, honestly. So I don't know why there's this much water flowing. Yeah, it's a lot of water. And when you see it later on, there's a huge hole in the roof, but it's in the attic. It's not above their... So it had to get through the attic and then into their bedroom. It seems like just throwing a tarp over would probably be fine for a while. Yeah, you could... I mean, you just put a tarp on your roof for a while and get a roofer up there. Um, But basically, the 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 Hot Wheels track becomes like a literal like aqueduct with Lisa's hamster riding out the front door. Um, but basically everyone in the family immediately is just really upset at Homer. And it feels very abrupt and it feels very much like, like it's like the opposite problem we usually have, Matt, where Homer is just a jerk for no reason. Everyone and everyone's just like takes it. But in this episode, everyone's just mean to Homer, and you don't know why. Well, yeah, because uh, I think what you said, the everyone blames Homer for this tiny thing in the roof. And Homer has barely had any time to fix it at all. It's like, oh, there's a hole in the roof? Obviously, this is Homer's fault. Let's all yell at him about it. Like, wait, what? Why? He, is, he hasn't even had a chance to stop raining and get a roofer out there. Roofers can't really work in the rain. <laughs> yeah, like, if there's a hole in your house, you just got to, like, cover it for a bit and then call someone later. Yeah. Uh and, to... and as we see in this episode, roofers have, you know, long waiting lists for when they can get out, especially in an environment like that. Yeah. Guess what? Every leak is an emergency. Everyone yeah. that, that as a person who used to work for a construction company, every leak is an emergency, apparently. Um, But Homer's upset. So he leaves and he goes to Moe's because Moe's 
of course, is a place where he goes, where where he knows he can be accepted, where he can go drink and have a be away from people or be away from the family or mean to him or whatever. But he goes to Moe's and they treat him the same way because he shows up to a surprise party for Lenny that he wasn't invited to because he'd ruined the surprise. But then they sh- he shows up and they blame him for spoiling the surprise and they kick him out. Homer is basically standing there when Lenny walks in. So it's their fault. It's, it's Homer's fault that they're focusing on him and not on yelling as soon as Lenny walks in the door. I, I don't know. They're angry at Homer, too. And then they have a, a cake that he sits on because the cake looks like a stool. Which is a good place to put it on the floor. <laughs> and also, they say, I think Carl says he made it. I'm like, Carl, man, that's some craftsmanship. That's some 2020 level stuff there. I know, making a cake that looks like a stool. Pretty, that's pretty powerful. That's like pretty good construction work there, honestly. Yeah. So now Homer is kicked out of Moe's. He leaves after Moe scrapes the icing off of him. And Homer is adrift. Everyone hates him. And I, in this time, I'm like, you're, he, I'm right. You're right, Homer. It's not none of this is your fault. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. You didn't really do anything to deserve it this time. And he finally finds a uh, a oasis in this desert, a port, a port in the storm. A more apt analogy. Uh, knockers. He finds knockers. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's something you're going to find in a storm. Giant knockers might be it. That's not what, no, man, no, that's, no, why the crudeness? That's not what this, that's not what Knockers is, that's not what Knockers is named after, just like Hooters. Hooters is named because of owls. Of course, of course. And Knockers is named after door knockers, clearly. Like you do. Yeah. So, he goes there, bartender only has one eye, that's important, plot point comes up later, but I'll give him credit for that, Matt, they do do their work here, where they have the bartender with one eye. They set it up from the beginning. They set this up. They don't set up everything, but they do set up that the bartender has one eye. Uh, just recently lost it too, so he's kind of upset. And Homer's looking for. He gets he gets yelled at by one of the waitresses because he's staring at her, and you're not allowed to. Um, even though, I don't. I don't what is this like a like the Simpson like writers making like a politically correct joke or something? I guess, you know, obviously you're not allowed to uh, say anything funny anymore because, you know, I mean, the cancel I culture, blah, they, blah, blah, 2005. I, I, like, have they gone to Hooters before? Yeah, I think the waitresses are OK with that, because when you do that, you tend to pay them more. As long as you as long as you, I, the waitresses are fine, as long as you tip them, make sure you give them yeah, their money. That's what they're there for. Give them their money. So Homer is upset everywhere. Everything he everyone he turns to mean to him. But. But Matt, but there's someone there for him. Finally, near the very end of this act, the very important character, our new his new best friend, Ray Magini, the roofer. How did it ever come to this? I'm the first man ever to feel depressed in a bar. I don't have a friend in the world. Look at the size of that nacho plate. I haven't seen this much melted cheese since I left my Billy Joel albums out in the sun. <laughs> the sun. Hey, you want to split this? Wow, it's been so long since I've been with someone who doesn't know what a selfish pig I am. Mine. Move your head. I get this. Hey, my name's Ray. Ray Magini. Ray, you know me better than anyone. How can I get my wife to love me again? It's me. I'm no marriage counselor. 
Just a licensed and bonded roofer. <gasps> Ray, will you help me fix my roof? Sure, I'll help you. Under one condition, you gotta help me finish this pitcher of beer. It's basically the best friend that Homer's ever had. Uh, he meets Ray. Ray seems like a really nice guy. Shares his nachos, shares his beer with him, says it'll help him fix his roof. Uh, there's a little tiny bit here that I omitted where they like, want, they try and find a song for them. Oh, the jukebox. It's going to be their song. Yeah, it's going to be their song, but it turns out to be like a romantic love song. Um, they both say, yeah, next song. But I did. It's fine. Uh, we got a commercial. Six minutes and 52 seconds in. And when we come back, uh, we have Homer waking up to the family still being jerks to him. to find an owl eating a mouse on the pillow next to me. I think that means six more weeks of autumn. It means you have to fix the roof. Don't worry, honey. I found us a roofer last night, and you'll never guess where. Knockers on Route 98. How did you know? I'm psychic. Look, I don't know if I want a roofer who hangs out in bars. You're right, Marge. I guess I should look for roofers at poetry slams and yoga retreats. High five! Nah. I got standards. I don't hand out high fives like chicklets. Ray would high five me. Well, he better high five our roof. <laughs> Yay, mom! Zing! Oh! I mean, they're not wrong to high five Marge because her joke was way better. But still, they're being rude to Homer for really no reason. I, I have no idea why Marge is so insistent on this being Homer's problem. I guess it's a little bit of sexism at work uh, because, oh, it's the roof, so therefore it's the man's job. I don't know, Matt. I do. This is that that I'm glad you capture that because that is my favorite bit in this whole episode is them high fiving March um, and Bart <laughs> right. and Bart saying I don't hand out high fives like chicklets. It's like I mean yes. I don't know what the chicklets again. That that's another like it feels like that's like a 70 year old man wrote that joke. Chicklets, really? Yeah. I... M M Ms, Skittles, Skittles. That's the, yeah, Skittles I, are way better. Reach for Skittles. That's a good Skittles. It's a good sounding candy name. It I don't sounds ha- like chiclets, but it, no one uses chiclets anymore. No one eats chiclets. People eat Skittles still. Um, but it's a good bit. I like it. Indeed. I don't. Again, they're being mean to him. No reason. For no reason at all. And it's 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 going to transform later on in the episode. But it's kind of a weird thing. But we'll get to that. So the family leaves. Uh, Homer starts to work on the roof himself. Uh, the family goes to see Grandpa. Uh, they end up taking the dog uh, to the to the vet, and then they're going to get Bart circumcised, which they spell, and Bart can't figure out. So, a little joke about Bart being dumb. Always welcome. As soon as the family leaves, Ray shows up and says, "Oh, this is this is going to be a lot of work to get this uh, fixed because uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a big hole. It's like probably a foot and a half, two foot wide circle in the roof. Like that's a big thing. Like you're going to have to probably put uh, you know some new." Uh, studs or bracers or whatever the heck you want to call them on there and plus a new piece of plywood underneath to attach the the roof to or the 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 shingles to i mean it's it's going to be a pretty big job so it's going to take a little while uh luckily for homer he asks ray who's done this all before uh when they when the rest of the family gets to the senior center uh the dog goes in and everyone's super happy they're like oh we we almost never see dogs anymore and the dog's running around being a crazy you know puppy basically and everyone's super happy and they say oh can you leave the dog with us and the family you know waffles a bit and they say okay fine we'll leave the dog with you everyone seems happier this way we're gonna come back to get him matt Uh, Matt, meanwhile matt hmm. i'm gonna why is this scene here because they had extra time. I don't know. I was wondering because this is a sort of B plot, but it's one of those B plots that disappears halfway through the episode. It has, it's a B plot with two scenes. 
literally yeah. they drop off the dog they pick up the dog that's the that's it ultimately it's here here i'll tell you why it's here because they have to have the family away from homer and ray for this plot to work because you can't have if the, the whole here the whole twist of this episode is that they think ray's not real they think homer made him up and if they see ray helping homer fix the roof at, at different times then clearly that plot can't happen. So they have to pull the family away. Except it doesn't really thematically connect to the episode. And it feels very much like this episode's a trying, trying, the heavy, I, there's question marks attached to that when I say trying, because I think, I think it's trying. I think it's trying to talk about, hint at... Like, it feels like if this episode was developed a little bit more, it could be saying something about how the how the, how Homer acts and how the family now is just being jerk Homer. Yeah. It could be that. It could be like suddenly the, the tables have turned. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. Because it's really just about this dumb twist that then they they don't even commit to the twist then then they undo the twist but they it feels like it could if you develop it a little bit more this episode could be really clever and be really interesting and say things and uh, uh, but it kind of just kind of is like no nah, we just need the family away so they're going to take a dog yeah, uh, we need to get the family out of out of the way so that homework can ha- have time with ray uh fixing the roof that the family can't see and i'm uh, uh, also here I'm gonna say this. If I'm, are are we? This feel it feels like the answer changes probably because it actually does change from episode to episode. But is Santa's little helper a family dog or is he Bart's dog? I don't think that there's that much of a difference between those two things uh, for most families. Uh, but it, it kind of depends on the episode. In some episodes, uh, it's Bart's dog. But especially since Bart is a ten year old boy, a ten year old boy's dog is the family's dog because they're not gonna be able to take care of it to the extent that it, a dog needs to be taken care of. I'm just saying, if I'm Bart in this situation, there is no way in hell that I'm leaving my dog in some old people's house in some old retirement okay. village. Ain't happening. No, you're not. No, you don't get to keep my dog. You're gonna kill it. I'm keeping my. I'm. I'm keeping my dog. You can. You know, he's visiting. Pet him right now. All right. Bye. Taking my dog with me. That's. I don't know. That's just me. That has nothing to do with this episode. Really, it's just like oh, there's no ch- wait. There's no chance in hell I'm leaving a dog there. Exactly. Uh, but the Simpsons do. Uh, meanwhile, of course, of course uh, Homer... because they uh, because they need to go back and get the dog. They need to again leave the house at a later date. Right. They couldn't come up with any other reason for the family to leave than this. I just, I guess they needed to show the family somewhere else. You, you could but... have them go and like try and be doing things connected to the roofing problems. Like, oh, we have to go replace some stuff that got destroyed by the rain. Perfect. And then you could have some jokes involving that. And it's also about how they're upset at Homer still and blah, 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 blah. But no, it's just, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's an idea someone had. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if they took the dog to the, the senior home? Sure. So, uh, meanwhile, Homer and Ray are working on the roof, but they get into a nail gun war. Uh, because like that's you do. the exact same thing that two adult men would do. They start shooting nails at each other. Um, there, I mean, sure. it, 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 there is a certain, like... Uh, I would say, man, there is also there is like to the the credit of the episode there they make it pointed they they show 
very clearly, like, the family leaves, Ray drives up. Immediately, Ray appears. As soon as the family's out of sight, Ray shows up. It's weird how that keeps happening, huh? And a little musical sting, and you feel like, okay, they are, they're, this is pointed. This is them making this, they're, they're, they're wanting to make sure you understand, you notice that the family is leaving, and then Ray shows up. You know, it feels like they are leading you in the direction that Homer is crazy, that he did just make up Ray. Right. So, uh, it, it is a very important point uh, to know that they, they're making a lot of distinctions, a musical distinction, a visual distinction when Ray is around and when Ray is not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's going to come up pretty soon because, well, Homer and Ray get into a nail war, uh, like, you know, two adult men do. Um, they have a whole bunch of nails sticking out of their heads because that's how nail guns work. Oh, wait. No, that's right. The people who make nail guns are not stupid. Uh, generally, a nail gun will not fire unless it's pressed against something. So, sorry, people. No nail gun fights. Don't use them in self-defense. It's not going to work like that. Matt, uh, Matt, but Matt. I saw, joke, I, I saw a documentary um, called Nail Gun Massacre. You ever seen that? I have not, actually. In that documentary, uh, there's a nail gun killer. And they, it's just a big, it's just like a gun, but it shoots nails from any distance. Right, that's how wow, it works. Wow, that seems really dangerous. Yeah, it, it probably. It, I mean, they kill a bunch of people, so that's not. Are you telling me that's fake? I am telling you that that is a conceit for that particular movie. Ah, uh, it's not a very good movie. You shouldn't go see that. Anyone listening, no. don't go watch Neil Gun Massacre. It's a very bad movie. Well, luckily here, no one gets massacred except for Flanders' lawnmower, uh, because in fact, while they were having their nail gun fight, a whole bunch of nails hit uh, Flanders' lawnmower and. Why he's mowing in the middle of a storm, we don't really know. But he it's, is... It's not a storm anymore. It's the day after the storm, which the it's grass... The storm, but it still looks the, pretty stormy. The grass would be growing, that. you got to get that grass down, you know? That's true. Flanders is very... Do. Flanders is proud of his yard. More, My more question here is, Homer, at this point, he Flanders is like, hey... Maybe don't shoot nails at me. And Homer's just like, Bunk, and pops one of his tires with his magical. Yeah, his last remaining uh, inflated tire. And you're like, all right, Homer, now you are being a jerk. So you do deserve the, everyone, the way everyone's treating you. Yeah, but it's Flanders. Everyone understands about Flanders and being a jerk to him. I mean, Ray does, apparently. Yeah, because Ray Ray's in on this. Yeah. Uh, Ray was part of the nail gun fight that happened. But as we will see, Ray uses this opportunity to hide behind the uh chimney i guess you would call it uh and they they make a point in the animation to show ray hiding behind the chimney uh because we will later see that flanders did not see ray here he only saw homer yep so once again keep that in mind uh so at this point uh, ray gets a beep on his beeper saying that he has to go somewhere else uh his kid attempted something yeah his kid attempted something which uh -huh. Not, that's all right. That's not a bad joke. Yeah, you have no idea. Um, generally, you, you only attempt crimes of some sort, but you never know. So Ray has to leave. Uh, Homer, uh, as he is trying to watch Ray leave, uh, falls into the attic and falls asleep. And that's when the family decides to, you know, come home. Oh, we turned a corner. Oh, now I see him again! You're drooling on my goodwill pile. And why is the hole in the roof even bigger? 
Don't worry, Ray will be back any minute. It's after six. He's not coming back. He's a lousy roofer on a flake. Hey, watch what you say about him. I think Ray could be the one. The one what? My new best friend. We think alike, we act alike, we finish each other's sandwiches. I don't want to hear any more about Ray. Tomorrow morning you buy some shingles and fix that roof yourself. Ray's not going to like that. You're not married to Ray. Well, if I was, we'd have taller kids. I mean, I don't think that's how children work, but let's not tell Homer that. Uh, you know, it's 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 something that might, that break, might break him, unfortunately. So, yes, uh, the family is back. They see that Homer tried and, you know, stopped halfway through uh, fixing the roof. And once again, Marge is all on Homer to get this fixed for some reason. Don't know why. Don't know why it's all his fault and he has to do everything. But, you know, that's just the way it was back then, I guess. I, I don't... The way, back then? Huh? It's only Back 2000, then in the, 2005. The 2005. 2005, man. It's not like it's it's not like 1965. I mean, depending on the Simpson writer at the time, maybe. I I don't know. It again, it feels all these things are so purposeful. It feels like this episode's trying to do something with it. You know, it feels like it when in most Simpsons episodes, especially ones at this time, Homer is Homer does like one really jerky thing in this was a Rex Flanders mower, which is not that crazy. He does that in the golden years all, all the time too. And that's not oh, yeah. nearly as bad. You know, we always talk about when Homer's at least he's a jerk to other people, but not his own family. We don't care as much. And most of this season is full of Homer just being a jerk and 15, 14, 30, all the teens just full of Homer, just being terrible monster. We hate him. And yet this episode doesn't have any of it. And yet, and the, yet the family's still treating him like a jerk. And it and it feels like episode is leading us to believe that Homer is crazy. He is seeing someone who's not there. He's delusional. And you're Maybe like... We see Ray, but are we seeing Ray through Homer's eyes or what? Exactly. And you're like, okay... Is this episode going for something? Is it saying something about Homer and how Homer works in the show, how the family works and opposed to Homer, how the family is distant from Homer in this instance? And like, it feels like it is building towards something. And you're like, oh, I'm I'm, like at this point, I'm like, I'm along for the ride. I'm like, I want to know what's going on. I want to see what this episode says. Indeed. I shouldn't get my hopes up is what actually I should be. Doing yeah, that. yeah, basically. Okay, so here we're going to finally get to resolve the stupid B-plot. Um, Matt, and Lisa... It's not a B-plot. It's a it's two scenes. I can't call that a B-plot. They re- they pick up the dog. They go pick up the dog. It's... They go pick up the dog, and the dog is acting like an old person uh, for some reason. Do you get it, Matt? Uh, yeah, it's it's a joke. He's he's around old people, so he acts old. Ha ha ha. He's got anyway, he's got no. Did, did you notice, hey man? I'm a, did you notice that Sam's little helper? He's got like a uh, like a shawl, mm-hmm. and he's wearing like he's wearing like old people glasses. And he, he barely even barks at uh, a bug that goes by. Yeah, a bug, oh, no. a, a bug goes by, and he's like, Arf. you know, he's like really old and slow. And they do that. Oh. They do that same gag with Lisa too, because Lisa is there for like maybe 30 seconds and she's in like a rocking chair and talks like an old lady all of a sudden. Yeah. You get it? Yep. I get it's it. a really, not, not everyone can get it. It's a really complicated joke. It's a very subtle joke. Obviously. Very subtle joke. Very nuanced so, there. A lot of depth. Wanted to point it uh, out. Anyway, 
uh, while Bartleys are there, Bart and Homer go to the local big box store, uh, or you know, home improvement store. I guess would be the best name for it to get some shingles, uh, and they do a home uh, a home depot. The Home Depot or whatever the it's Builders uh, Bar, know. Builders Barn, I believe, is the actual name of it. There you go, Builders Bar. So while they're there, uh, Bart is got a big sack of shingles, and he goes. Uh, Homer says, "Oh, look, it's Ray, who is also getting shingles for not Homer's house, I guess. We, uh, whatever Ray is doing, we don't know. Uh, but while they're there, uh, supposedly." Uh, Bart sees Ray, and Ray promises, oh, as soon as I get this stuff loaded up, I'll be right over to your house. This stuff is actually for you. But unfortunately, that's not the way it plays out. What are you doing? Why aren't you fixing the roof? I don't have to. Ray's going to be here any minute. I'm so sick of hearing about that stupid, unreliable Ray. Who, by the way, I've never even met. All right, then you can just look at the portrait I painted of him. Homer. How did you think I'd feel when I saw that? Something like that. Homer, come down for dinner. Did you make enough for Ray? Oh, Ray's not coming. He is true. His truck's going to come around the corner right now. Right now. Right now. Now, 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 now. Homer, I know where Ray is. Oh, thank God. Where is he? Tell me. Sweetheart, your friend Ray is in your head. Ray wouldn't fit in my head. He's a human man. You have to understand, Ray doesn't exist. Yes, he does. He's on his way. And when he gets here, we'll have ever so much fun. You'll see. <laughs> we'll laugh. <laughs> Homer! <laughs> Yes, Homer has fallen off the roof and hurt himself, and that is when we go to a commercial. I don't, I don't think we needed the falling off the roof gag. No, we really didn't. Uh, but this is important because this is the point in the episode when the family goes from being really mean to Homer to realizing that something is very wrong here and actually trying to help him. They do it really poorly, as we'll see, but they actually realize that Homer needs help and not, you know, a criticism. Right. And I think I like at this point, man, I'm like, OK, that's what this show is. This is what this episode is kind of getting to is it's like the episode's like saying like, no, Homer, the way he behaves, you know, post golden years is insane. And maybe that is actually the case. Maybe this episode is like just having like this fun thing where he is he is he, he needs help and the family. This is just a normal reaction from the family. They are mean to him because he is dangerous and they're scared of him. And you're like, oh, and Ray is this figment of his imagination. And it's this is interesting. This is neat. Like it, the, the the show is reacting to itself and doing it cleverly. Right. Right. Ideally. Ideally, that's what would ha be happening. So we come back commercial 14 minutes and 43 seconds in. Homer gets put in a calm wood mental hospital. Um. Dr. Hibbert is the doctor? Dr. Hibbert's like a family doctor, right? 
supposedly for some reason he's in the hospital yeah why is he hospital why he's not a psychologist he's not a psychiatrist why would he be here okay uh, it doesn't matter they only have one doctor they didn't they, they wrote a new doctor for hurricane Nettie. why can't a they just psychologist actually yeah why can't they come up with another one or just have that guy come back honestly yeah he could be there. I mean, they brought Marvin Monroe back eventually. Might as well bring him back now. Yeah, you could have a doctor. I forget. Hurricane Nettie doctor. Yeah, I can. I forget what he looks like, uh, but I don't remember what he actually his name was. No, I don't remember his name. But um, Homer wakes up in in the hospital after after Habert does hit him in the head with a hammer or a mallet. Like, he's itchy and scratchy. And uh, Homer is justifiably confused. What am I doing here? Let me go! We'll let you go when you admit there is no Ray Magini. Fine, I admit it. Help me, Ray! Appear and strike them down! Homer, no one has ever seen Ray but you. But that's not true. Bart saw him at the Builder's Barn. No, I didn't, Dad. I saw you talking to yourself. Flanders, you saw Ray on the roof with me! Yeah, sorry, Homer. You'll have to call me a Wraithiest, because I don't believe I saw him. Ned, are you okay? There has to be someone who saw him. Someone who doesn't hate me like Flanders and Bart. <gasps> Wait, the bartender at Knockers. I called that bosom bar. The bartender said you were there alone. Ray's a figment of your imagination, Homer. You felt lonely and unappreciated, so you made him up. And here's the clincher. Ray Magini is an anagram for imaginary. Wow, my subconscious is a genius. Well, that's all very convincing and... So Homer sees Ray on a nearby roof out the window. You could think Homer would just go, hey, turn around, look out the window, there's Ray. Mm-hmm. But no, Homer can't say that because Homer's crazy. Right. I mean, at this point, you're buying it. I'm buying it. You know? Like, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense. We haven't... No one else has seen Ray this entire episode. Um, I, I, At this point, you're like, okay, maybe all those other things are just red herrings. The fact that, you know, Flanner's maybe blocked by a chimney, that the bartender has, you know, an eye patch. Bart doesn't see him. And they don't even play up the Bart is carrying, like, a stack of shingles in front of his face. Yeah, that, that's what I would expect to have been, like, the thing, but no. I have a theory, Matt. We're going to discuss it at the end of this okay. episode. I have a theory. So, Homer sees Ray on a nearby roof, goes crazy, starts raving, and this basically says, okay, time for electroshock therapy. ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. Mm-hmm. Which is a real thing. That is not, it is not, that is not a product of, like, fiction and of, a of, like, you know, scary horror movies. Like, you they, that is a genuine treatment that does help people from time to time. Um, but Homer just, they, we just get a montage of Homer getting shocked over and over and over again until he is willing to acknowledge that Ray is not a real person. Feels like he's already doing that, but they just shock him anyway. Yeah. Like, well, he's been beat up, shocked, all the fun things. I love, and this is not like some. This is not a statement about this, the state of mental health, uh, the mental health system in America. This is just them. This is just gags. They think it's funny to watch Homer convulse and get electrocuted. So that's why this is happening. That's all it is. There's no, there's no statement here. Um, 
So, Matt, we have was six weeks. We get a we get a little tight. We get a little card. Time jump six weeks later. Homer's been, been in. Homer's been in the hospital for six weeks, apparently getting electroshock therapy the entire time. Of course. Okay. But now he's cured. It took six weeks, but he's cured. He no longer believes he ever saw Ray. He believes Ray is a figment of his imagination. Ray was just made up. And now he's better and he can go back, re-enter society, re-enter, live with his family again. Um, I hope Mr. Burns is kind enough to let him have the six weeks off of work so that he can get this treatment done. I mean, legally, he should be able to have it off, but, you know. I Legally, uh, I'm pretty sure Springfield, Spring, Springfield is in some at-will at state where you can just get fired for no reason whatsoever. Also true. Um, it fe- certainly feels like it, but who cares? Doesn't matter, Matt. Doesn't matter. Because Thank Homer you. walks out, uh, walks out of the, the I guess, the, the or walks out into the lobby. Because they're still in the hospital when this happens. Mm-hmm. They never leave the hospital at the end of this episode until the very end. Homer walks out. Ray is there. Man, I'm glad to be off that electroshock table. Although, to be honest, I did enjoy lying down. Hello, Homer. Ah, it's Ray! I see him again! Monster, you don't exist! Hey, no one calls me a monster and questions my existence! The awesome power of the human mind. I see Ray, too. So do I. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I'm not worried. You've already agreed not to sue me for anything. When did I agree to that? You did when I validated your parking. You didn't validate my parking. Check and mate. (laughs) So Ray does exist? That's right. Now let's explore the improbable series of events that led to this amusing yet tragic farce. On account of my eye patch, I couldn't see Ray sitting at the bar. All I saw was you, eating and drinking and talking to yourself. And Ned, you didn't see me because I was hiding behind the chimney. (laughs) Gee, I thought my vision was perfect, and here I was, worshipping false eyeballs. Wait, 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 wait. How come at Builder's Barn I saw Homer talking to thin air? Well, that... I can answer that. I've been tracking a tear in the fabric of space-time, which combined with airborne pieces of metal at Builder's Barn to create a miniature black hole. This anomaly interposed itself between Homer and Bart, causing a gravitational lens which absorbed the light reflected from Ray the Roofer. That seems feasible. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. So many different ways they could go with that. But they went with miniature black hole. And, like, it would be really hard for that. There's, like, a lot. Also, the dude with the eye patch, like, yeah, you, like, your vision would be affected, but you could just turn your head. If you turned your yeah. head, you would still see who served him the nachos. How did he get a beer, a big pitcher of beer? Maybe it was one of the other uh, waitresses that served Ray the nachos uh, instead of the bartender, and they didn't actually bother to ask anyone but the bartender. Okay, here's here here we go, Matt. This is my this is my theory. Here's my theory, because there is that there there is the scene earlier where Bart is carrying sh- a huge stack of shingles that would block his vision at the builder's barn. Right. Which, he wouldn't have been carrying that unless that was where they intended the joke to go and then change it at the last minute. He's carrying this big stack of shingles that are taller than him. 
And they never cut back to Bart where he isn't carrying the shingles. We just cut to Homer in a conversation, Homer's conversation with Ray. Bart isn't there again. Bart is forgotten about, basically, in that scene. My suspicion is that the original ending of this episode is Ray is imaginary and is has always been imaginary. And they decide they opted to make him they opted to use. And then they went, oh, we have Stephen Hawking already in this episode. And they just ended up or that that scene is a remnant from an earlier draft, you know, with Bart carrying the shingles that they just never got excised. Like the yeah. original ending was, oh no, it was all imaginary. But and that with that piece of Bart was supposed to be cut too, and never was. That's my suspicion because it's a it's a weird outlier. It sh- it it points to a different direction of this episode, a more interesting direction of this episode because having Ray be imaginary is. Don't get me wrong, it's still stupid, but it's interesting. It could be plausible. It could be like have like an episode where Homer does have an imaginary friend for the entire episode. And then just it kind of just gets swept under the rug. That's interesting. You know, I don't know if it's going to be good, but it's something, you know, and the rest of this episode, it's not like a lot of other episodes where it jumps around about what it's about. This episode is just about this. It's about Homer and Ray, basically. And. If it just committed to one twist instead of trying to do a twist and then another twist in reaction to it, I feel like it'd be better. Choose a choose one or the other. Like either Ray is real or Ray is not. But at first it chooses oh Ray's fake and then they go back. Oh no, Ray's real. And you're like, well, Homer's been in this. Ho- why is Ray at the- one? Why is Ray at the hospital? He was working next door, so at least there's that. Yeah, but why? I've been near hospitals many times in my life, Matt. It's impossible not popped in. You live in a, you live in a, in and you live anywhere. It's inevitable you will be near a hospital. They're in the they are in the middle of places because that's convenient. But mm-hmm. I don't just stop in hospitals. I don't just pop by. I you avoid them because they're full of sick people. Like why would you pop? It just there's just all these questions and like it the the answer that Ray is real is more complicated than than him being imaginary somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they pull that, but they do. Um, however, Matt, we are not at the end of the episode yet. Unfortunately, there is one final scene uh, where we get Ray and Homer on the roof. Wait, there's still one last thing that doesn't make sense. Why did you start fixing our roof and then just disappear? That's easy. I'm a contractor. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You're all crooks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 we're all crooks. It's true. (laughs) Wait a minute. I went through a lot of pain and suffering because of this little misunderstanding. Somebody owes me big. Well, Homer, I could make it up to you. Maybe a free eye scraping. That's a given. There's something else. Something much more else. Homer, can I please knock off? I've got surgery in the morning. Not if those gutters aren't clean, you don't. So as I was saying, Homer, Monday's 9 o'clock, CBS. They say everybody loves that guy, but I don't get it. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, catch it while you still can. Ah, uh, get it, because Raymond is, is ending his show. Uh. See, also, Matt, this ending makes way more sense if Ray isn't real. Right? 
because like it's just Homer. Then in this situation, it'd be Homer watching Doctor Herbert fix his roof, talking to his imaginary friend who's talking about him being on a TV show. You know, a roofer isn't going to be talking about being on a TV show and in, on on the CBS, but an imaginary character could. Yeah, I mean that might just me be me trying to like make sense of bad writing, but still. Um, here, here, I'm going to be also nitpicky here, more nitpicky. A roofer is not a contractor, technically. And they're not a general contractor, but they are a contractor. Subcontractor. Right. I'm going to make the distinction, Matt. Subcontractor is way different than a general contractor. General contractor is actually the people they would be talking about, not a roofer, you know? Yeah. Subcontractors usually show up on time. It's the general contractors are all crooks. I'm also going to say not all general contractors are all crooks. There's a nice mix of crooks between general contractors and subcontractors. Uh, as a person who's, who worked in the building industry, for the construction industry for a while, um, there's a difference and there are distinctions between them both. But, I, you know, lumping them all together does get my, get my gut a little bit because it's not true. Um, this episode isn't terrible. It, it doesn't upset me like a lot of the past few episodes have. Right, it just has some serious issues. It has a lot of problems. It's certainly not good. It could be good, Matt. It could be really good, I think, if they just chose a lane and stuck with it and developed right. it a little bit more. It feels like this is almost a good episode. Like, And there's some good jokes in there. I will also say, uh, I didn't point it out at the time, but Flanders, uh, him worshipping false eyeballs. It's a good joke. Not it's bad. Joke. Not bad at all. Um, calling himself a Wraithiest. I'm not bad. That's a couple good Flanders singers in here. Um, but I, I kind of wish this episode just right was, was imaginary. Yeah. I, I, Homer I, just is okay with it at the end. Yeah. And like, we just settle into Homer saying, and like using that as an explanation for why Homer behaves the way he does in these episodes, like to recontextualize his bizarre behavior. Sometimes this is because he sees an imaginary person and you're like, okay, I mean, it doesn't make those other episodes good, but it is at least something that it, it's like trying to spin straw into gold, you know, make a, make a, what's the, what's the thing about pigs, pig's ear, something about a pig's ear, isn't there, there's some idiom about, what? no, sow's ear. Not that I know of, no. Cow, sow, pig's ear, something. Um, um, I don't know, this episode's, I guess that's the state of season 16, Matt, where I watched this episode, I go, eh, it's all right could be worse yeah it could be a lot worse it could be like the rest of season 60 honestly yeah um we'll rank it at the end of the show oh robbie this episode is obviously broken how would you fix it see i don't know matt i think there are obvious ways to fix it maybe it's not broken broken i i don't think i honestly don't think this episode is broken i i mean could i make this episode i think you can make this episode better you can make this episode good even but that does not necessarily mean that it's broken that's like saying like i made something it it it's like i made a a sandwich that's edible but that's fair it could be a better sandwich like if you add some condiments on there or toast the bread but it's not like it's an inedible sandwich it's not like i made it with tire rubber <laughs> with tire it's not like a tire sandwich or something you know like it's not like cat food it is it's edible couldn't make this but that's not what this segment is man it's fix this episode that's the segment exactly. it's not it's not make a, a like a mediocre episode good that's not that's not what we're here for so i don't think it's broken i think it's 
flawed, but not broken. Exactly. Important distinctions. So with that, we will not be fixing this episode, even though we already said, I mean, we already said what we would do with it. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I look through the nohomers.net forum. See what people are talking about. Week or two after episode debut. See what they thought of it, pretty much. What the reviews were from people on the Simpsons, on a Simpsons fan forum. And they liked it, Matt, unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. It's a guest star episode where the guest star doesn't play themselves, which is always helpful. But this just goes to show like the changes in our appreciation for this episode versus last week. And I feel like the spread is pretty much the same. They might even have liked last week's more. They did like last week's more. There was more five out of fives. This this time there's more four out of fives. Um, it's still 33% five out of five. And then nearly 38% four out of five. Like 10% gave this a two or a one out of five. Which I don't think it deserves that. But that's it's like the same amount as last week's, which we thought last week's was terrible. So I don't know. Um, there is a here. I'll, uh, I'll we can jump into the reviews. First review, great episode. Love the dialogue during the credits. My only complaint was that Homer's treatment was another excuse to show him getting shocked repeatedly. Other than that, good stuff. Five out of five. Um, in every in the original version of this episode, Matt, when it aired the first time, there mm-hmm. is Homer Homer and Ray talk over the end credits about the season f- series finale of everybody loves Raymond over and over again, talking about when is it on? When is it on? Blah, 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 blah. But it, in the syndication, I believe in all subsequent places, you can watch it now. All that stuff's been cut because it doesn't matter anymore. Every, everybody loves Raymond hasn't been on the air for 15 years, 16 years now. Uh, next review. Wow. That surprised me. I didn't think it would be all that good, but actually that was pretty, that was really funny. Animation domination is off to a good start. Hawking was pointless, but I got a laugh out of the Leo Caesars part. Pizza, 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 four out of five. Yeah, there's a... See, they have Stephen Hawking in at Lenny's surprise party because now he lives in Springfield. And owns, he owns a Little Caesars. Owns a Little Caesars. Um, you know what? I'm not against Little Caesars. No, it's it's good uh, to go quick pizza. For what? What are you getting for five bucks? You know, ten bucks. Exactly. You can do a lot worse. Uh, next review. Last review. I'm shocked to see the rating so high. With all the Homer pain gags, I assume this would be guaranteed two. This episode went nowhere. Homer plot had its ups and downs, but treaded water the whole way through. Subplot with the dog started out great. The resolution was terrible. There were more sitcom predictable jokes than I could count on my hand. Two out of five. Not just for the violence. I thought Hibbert had some great lines to follow up his shocks, but just a boring episode with no real plot. Maybe if Homer's insanity was introduced before the third act, they would have had more to work with. That's where I would give this episode credit is that they do plant that evidence before the third act. Right. They have stuff that that kind of hints at maybe that Ray isn't real where no one else interacts with him, where he per- well, obviously there's musical stings when Ray shows up and the family's gone and this in, in reverse. Like they are clearly pointing it out. Makes me to believe again that it was originally that he was imaginary and then they kind of reverted. They they changed course at some point. So that's what I that's why I give do give this credit this episode some credit is that they've clearly laid the foundation for stuff, but I do think, oh my god, there's just too much I do you like I think were Simpsons writers at the time just like in th- like enamored by the thought of Homer getting electrocuted? Like it's the funniest thing. I think in the they world. just like Homer getting hurt, honestly. 
I'm like, I'm fine with it, but it's so often it's just electrocution. Like in the past, probably like 30 episodes, Homer's been electrocuted probably 10 times. Ten on ten separate occasions, Homer's been electrocuted. It feels like that. There's like the the that church like a lot. The church episode, he gets struck by lightning. He gets electroshock therapy, and this there's just it's just you know blah 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 blah. I don't know. The reviews are generally positive. I had to I had to dig to find a pretty negative one, but you know, um, still pro- po- pretty positive on the episode. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what's your favorite time jump episode? Forward or back? It can be flashback, flash, flash, flash forward, flashback. Um, Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first up, we have, let's see, it's Gregory. Uh, itchy and scratchy the movie. Bart as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, we're getting close. Bart should be getting that position any day now. Uh, from Alex, while not perfect, Holidays of Future Past is definitely a personal favorite. I'm not sure I've even I recall. I'm sure I've seen it. I don't because I've seen all of them, but I, I don't recall that one at all. I'll have to look it up. Uh, from Alex, a cliche but a favorite. Lisa's Wedding. Too bad Real Life 2010 wasn't as fun as Lisa's Wedding 2010. That's for, for sure. Uh, it's from Tim. I'll go for a Treehouse of Horror episode, specifically Time and Punishment from the fifth installment. Often quoted line from Abe to Homer: "If you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything, because even the tiniest change can alter your future in ways you can't imagine." How true. That works now, actually, by the way. The tiniest thing you do now can alter your future in huge ways. Uh, from Lauren, the way we was. This episode has been used for many uh, of my answers because it is so well made. I have talked and talked about this episode. The thing is, I could still find things to say about it because it is a beautiful and relatable episode. Even though Homer deceives Marge, he doesn't come across as jerkish. Who hasn't lied to a crush or become interested in pursuits so that you have something to talk about? I have so I have so I can relate to both characters, but at the end of the day, you root for them. Is anyone else confused how he went from this episode to the season 16 episodes? It's almost as baffling as our presidency going from George Washington to Donald Trump. Amen. Uh, from Derek, I want to be original in my answer and stand out because I'm an attention seeker, but I have to go with Lisa's wedding. The episode could easily just a bit gimmicky fluff and turned out like future drama, but instead they went down the emotional route, showing the bond between future Lisa and her father, which in turn strengthens their relationship in the present. This is bolstered by the amazingly beautiful Renaissance edition of The Simpsons theme. The episode has purpose and tons of heart. I love that The Simpsons is a very cynical show, but seamlessly blends genuine emotion. A show like Seinfeld doesn't allow for any emotion, and I love it for that, but The Simpsons can have its cynical cake and eat its heartfelt innards too, and Lisa's wedding exemplifies this. Quintessential Simpsons, despite being an unconventional future episode, it's superb. Uh, from Charles, definitely the itchy and scratchy movie, where while the later future episodes have their sweet moments, as shown in last week's episode, they have a lot of unfortunate implications once you start to think about them. This episode has no Bart as a lost cause, Homer realizes he needs to be a parent, goes the extra mile to do it, and we get to see the results of his hard work. The episode also has a connection to Lisa's wedding, as Homer being so hard on him could be the reason why he had to get his aggression out by working as a wrecking ball operator before going to law school. Very apropos. Uh, maybe Bart does both, honestly. Uh, from Hoppa. Time and Punishment for Trios of Horror 5. The multiple jumps back and forth provides so many hilarious options to Homer's present, finally settling on lizard tongues. I would have liked to see the underwater world except when I did it in last week's episode and having a three-hour decompression time wasn't funny. That's true. Uh, from Andrew, uh, at the Andrew blog, uh, and Maggie makes three. Not only is it a hilarious episode, see Homer's shotgun bowling pitch, but it creates emotional tension from a foregone conclusion in Maggie's arrival and turns that into something incredibly sweet. It's a story of how the Simpsons family became complete. Uh, from at real Sean Smith, that 90s show. For some reason, as a kid growing up in those years, it always has had a soft spot for me, despite being an average episode. Uh, from at L Columbia 88, I'm going to go with the most popular answer of Lisa's wedding. So many good gags, giving a glimpse of what the future can hold for our favorite small town, and the exploding robot running gag always makes me laugh. <laughs> Uh, from Yes, it's Aaron. Can I have a five-way tie between the big five flashback episodes? Somebody needs to arrange these chronologically like the Godfather saga. 
Very true. I'm sure somebody has. Uh, from at Hippie 200, Lisa's sex, an underrated episode in my opinion. It shows how both Lisa and Bart became who they are. Lisa's talent was unacknowledged from a young age where Bart didn't really get the support he needed but found another way to be happy and express himself. Uh, from at Capsule Treasure, the best way for best jump forward will always be Lisa's wedding. You're my greatest accomplishment. You did it all by yourself. Lisa and Homer talking about the, all the food he ate at the Renaissance Fair always makes me tear up. So true. Uh, from at Mariah Banta, Bart to the future, stupid flounders. <laughs> uh robbie what's yours um i'm i don't think anyone used it honestly which is a little, oh wow a little surprising i mean it's not it is it's i married march it's my favorite of the flashback episodes um it's it's uh there's just a lot of i don't know a lot of homer being vulnerable in it is very much like homer being unemployed and being upset and sad because he can't provide for his family. There is this Homer, you know, proposing to Marge it, and then, then the, the wing, the, the wedding ring being repossessed. Like, it's just all these, it's like this young couple really, really struggling and finding their way. And frankly, that is as applicable now as it has ever been of seeing this young couple try and, you know, find a way to success. And, Homer standing up for himself against uh, Patty and Selma at the end. Bertha Bart. It's just, it's so lovely. So, so charming. That's what I, that's the word I would use. Just charming. Um, Matt, what is your answer? I really want to pick I Married Marge as well. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Lisa's wedding just because of how incredibly funny it is. Like it's beyond the pale of how hilarious it is and how the jokes hold up despite the fact that 2010 looks nothing like that. Like they didn't go incredibly stupid. Um, gotta love them. Soy bars. Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. So next week's... Soy-based snack will calm me down. Yeah, soy-based snack. Next week's question, what's your favorite episode with a celebrity guest star? It's a lot of them. Tons of choices there. Um, I'll post this question on our Twitter, at SimpsonShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. I also post the question on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. I post the question publicly. So if you want to answer it there, you can. You don't have to support us if you don't want to. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a five-point lead. Oh, boy. That's a, that is th- a few and far between where that happens, Matt. Mm-hmm. I have. I am expecting severe whiplash. All right, Matt, you ready for an easy question? Uh, I'm ready. These are all from Hurricane Eddie, another episode that has a mental institution. Mental institution. Mental, <laughs> mental institution the same one, it. I'm pretty sure. Good old Calmwood. Yep. Uh, your easy question: What do the Simpsons play with in the basement? Play with in the basement. Yeah, during the hurricane. Um. Really? Uh, okay, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna. It doesn't come right to mind, but I I don't watch this episode regularly like you do. Um, I don't watch it regularly, but I have seen it a hundred times. Hmm. I can't, Matt. Do you, did you have brain damage? Because uh, I mean, I've had brain damage a lot. Okay, fair um, enough. What do they? What do they play with? Um, There's a hurricane. They they go to the shelter at the grandpa procedure. Yeah, it's. I can't. Uh, is it a board game? I don't. Oh man, Matt. Uh, I need an answer. Uh, uh, they play. Uh, um. Uh, the the they play uh now nobody gets it um I, I'm gonna say the board game sorry they play with a Rubik's cube Matt 
Oh, or, oh, is that turn your top finger top? Turn your middle finger top wise. <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh man, Matt. Oh, I, I made this question. That I'm, is not an easy question, I, Robbie. Well, that's definitely at least a medium or higher. Well, Matt. Well, one, I if I know it immediately off the top of my head, I assume it's easy because I'm an idiot. Uh, um, also, it's Hurricane Nettie. I, you've seen this episode probably a thousand times. I gotta you gotta step I've up the difference. Like four times, maybe. Hmm. Hurricane Nettie. Okay, okay. Season eight. Really, Matt? Uh-huh. Yeah. Four times. I I watch all of the episodes a lot. I don't watch them like to one season over and over again like you do. I mean, the, well, those are the good seasons. Those are the best ones, honestly. That's why. Give me Fair. an easy question. All right, your easy question. What does Burns force, force Homer to eat in front of comic book guy in Homer versus Dignity? Oh, God. You asked me from Homer versus Dignity? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he makes him eat a comic book. This is the easy question, too, isn't it? Um, This is an easy question, Matt. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. It's an easy question, so all you have to do is identify the character in the comic book. You don't have to. Uh, oh, get the I see. Exact yeah, one. some like is this going to be like a step up where the second you know, the medium question is going to be a, a the more complicated version of the same question? Nah. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say that it. I don't remember because Homer vs. Dignity. I'm pretty sure I scarred from my mind, um, as much as I possibly could. Which you should. I like. I have like feels like there's an obvious answer and i feel like there's another obvious answer and i'm not sure which of those to go with um i want to say like action comics number one superman oh i'm sorry it is a spider-man the amazing spider-man number one it's not amazing fantasy i mean this amazing spider-man number one is still worth a lot of money oh it still is for sure it's not amazing it's not first appearance spider-man but whatever okay all right mr oh mr easy question all right i see how it is Ask me obscure crap from Homer mm-hmm. vs. Dignity. Ugh. You ask me a question. You ask me the name of that panda, probably. All right. Your medium question. Uh, after the hurricane in Hurricane Eddie, where is the Bolaramas' new location? Uh, I teetered on top of Mount Springfield. Sorry, Matt. That's not correct. It is not teetering over the Carter-Dixon Tunnel, not Mount Springfield. Huh. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's You're close, but no cigar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, your medium question. What does Chief Wiggum call the idea that he will die three days before retirement? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I could guess. Uh, it's probably... He calls it ironical. He calls it retirene. Ah, that seems too clever for... Wiggum, right? Wiggum, well, he says the cops all call it that, so I'm sure someone else came uh, up with it. Ah, I get it. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty good gag. Yeah. That's in Homer vs. Dignity? Yep. Oh. Maybe you shouldn't hide good gags in terrible episodes. That's true. It feels like it's a camouflage. It's like the Predator, you know, wearing his, like, cloak, mm-hmm. cloaking device. All right, your hard question, Matt. Now, okay. I'm really nervous about this. What book on weather is Lisa reading at the beginning of the episode? What book on weather? Um, mm-hmm. mm. For Hurricane Barbara. Barbara. Uh, what is the book named? It's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny name. Well, because sometimes it's just like a boring name, and that that's kind of the joke. But in this one, I feel like it's it's a a pun of some sort. Um, I don't know. Hurricanes and their offspring. It is the how, why, and huh? 
book of weather. How wide? <laughs> Fantastic. All right, your hard question. Where is Mr. Cossington not allowed in his own store? Oh no, I don't like that question, Matt. I don't like the I, I don't like this. Um the ladies' restroom? Ooh, I'm sorry, it's the third floor. He had a bit of a shoe sniffing problem. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's kinda of gross. Why would you why one okay, one. It's been a long time since we did Homer vs. Dignity, but one, why would you put that in an episode of why would you do that? And two, this question is for you, Matt. Why would you make a trivia question about that horrible thing? <laughs> because it was a hard question. I needed a hard question, and it was one you probably wouldn't get. Well, we are now. We went zero to zero. Uh, I think that that is a first, Matt. I believe. Wow. We have a f- even the easy questions. Neither of us got. We never got. That's the first. I don't think we've ever done that before. We one of we've done one to zero before. We've done that. We've had you know, but we zero to zero. I don't think we've ever ever done that before. Um. I'm kind of cool with it still because I still got a five point lead. I don't really care if yeah, I stri- yeah, if yeah. I strike out as long as you strike out too. However, Matt, we are not done because I have some bonus. I have some bonus questions for you from John Winchester. Been a long time, but John sent in some questions. It's been a few weeks also that I've just been putting them off because I've been very tired. Didn't want to pepper you with some bonus questions, but these are all these are all sport based questions. Oh goodness! Okay. Your favorite. I love. I, well, there is one thing you love above all else, Matt. Is sports. You love sports. It's true. I know everything about them. You're a big fan. So uh, I got a good handful of questions here. Which team and by how many points does Professor Frank's high tech computer predict to win in Lisa the Greek? Uh, I want to say it predicts Denver by like 240 points. It'd be Cincinnati by 200. Oh, 200. Okay. In Homer Loves Flanders, which player gives Homer a stitch face? Uh, Stan the Man Taylor. Okay, Matt. Well, it is, it is Stan Taylor, but it's Stan the Boy Taylor. How dare the you? The Boy Taylor. My bad. My How, bad. We just watched that for a bonus episode, too, and you already forgotten. How dare you? I'm the worst. Next question. What soccer team does Homer indicate he is supporting in the Cartridge family? I believe it's Portugal. I'll kill myself if Portugal doesn't win. You are correct. In Lisa on Ice, what is the final score of the ice hockey game between the Mighty Pigs and the Quickie Mart Gougers? I believe it is three to three. That is correct. Uh, excludingly, say there are five characters who play for the Quickie Mart Gougers. Name four of them. Oh, God. Um, okay. Um, I think Uder is on the other team. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Dolph, Jimbo, um, Millhouse and uh, uh martin you got two correct okay the, the five uh the five of them jimbo kearney nelson uter and millhouse nelson Uter and Millhouse. okay so uter was on their team okay i swear i thought Uter was you, on got, team. you got jimbo and millhouse correct dolph does not play on the oh, okay gouchers. just jimbo and kearney about right for dolph um next question in the homer they, would be too old in the homer they fall what is the headline of the springfield shopper marjorie's announcing homer will be fighting heavyweight champion dredrick tatum god i have no idea champ to whale on local man <laughs> that's pretty good uh and finally in saturdays of thunder what is the name of nelson's soapbox derby car nelson's uh i, I don't know killer roadkill 2000 uh, of course, of course. The 2000 tells you it's in the it's futuristic and roadkill is sounds cool, obviously. That's true. Thank you, John, for those questions. Appreciate you. Um, I do have a five point lead, which is pretty good. 
we only have a handful of episodes left, all of which take place. We have five episodes left. All these episodes air in the span of like two weeks. Well, because the our next episode is going to air. It aired the same night as this episode, and they double up. Huh. And they double up on the following two nights as well. Interesting. I wonder why that would be. They were at a crunch because they held back episodes because probably because of the NFL is my guess, or yeah, or baseball, works. one of the two things, or both maybe. All right, so Matt, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes category because we were watching them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. This is one of the tougher ones because it's not terrible. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I think it's, 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 de- it's a, it's decent, especially, I don't know, grading on a curve. It's really good for season 16, frankly, but it yeah. is, um, it's pretty entertaining. It's kind of spoiled by the ending. Um, it is a little bit, like I think it would be better if it was, you know, turn of the Ray was imaginary and everyone just kind of went along with it. Um, yeah. So I think we're looking pretty pretty highly in the post golden years, but not not high overall. Um, no, it's not. I I mean it's it's better than a lot of the golden year post golden years episodes, but it in in probably like I don't know. I'm looking like at a place to start is probably like. I'm looking around 250, like special ed. That seems like a good place. That's a good starting place. I think it's better it's than starting- that. I think it's better I than Special Edna. That puts us in the top 60 or so of the, uh, I think, yeah, Special Edna is the 60th post-Golden Years rank uh, episode. Yeah. Puts us down in like the season one episodes. I think this this works. I think this is better than Dance and Homer, which is our lowest season two episode. Hmm. No? Disagree, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I don't know. I Right above that is Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. And for some reason, I have an insane soft, soft spot for Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. I don't know why. It is objectively not a great uh, one, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, I think this is the area where these the, these are like... I think this is where I would put this episode, because I think Dance at Homer is just kind of boring and not and kind of not funny. That's yeah. largely what I remember from Dance at Homer. It's just, it's just very kind of dull. Um, this episode is not dull. It's pretty interesting. It has some laughs in it. Um, and I think these this this bunch of episodes that are like in this cluster right here, I feel like are appropriate. It feels like it belongs in this episode in this cluster uh, somewhere. Probably not high in it, but I I think I don't know. I don't know if it is better than Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, but I feel like it is definitely better than. Alone again, naturally, diddly, maximum Homer Drive, and Dance at Homer. Yeah, for sure. I think it's better than those. Um, these these episodes are Great Louse Detective, Faith Off, Simpson Tide. They're all flawed. They all have issues. Even Ned Flanders. They all problem. Broadcast News. All these episodes all have problems. But there's something in there that makes you go, okay, that's all right. You know? Um, hmm. Is it? Hmm, guess who's coming to criticize dinner? trying to remember jokes guess who's coming to criticize dinner there i mean it's got the the eclair with one million calories yeah i know i I remember it's not really the plot that i have that i don't remember in guess who's coming to criticize dinner it's mostly just remembering trying to remember specific gags from it i mean i've watched so many episodes since then it's very hard to remember everything 
And poison. I'll put in some poison. Yes, of course. Um, the food at the Guild of the Truffle really sucks. <laughs> Humber likes all the food. Uh, uh, everyone's until, fat. Yeah. I, I think that's fair to put it right, put it be- right below Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. Because I think, I'm like, that, that. I think it, like... I like this episode largely because it's of its potential and largely because it is coherent. Like, sure, the plot is crazy. Like, Homer might have an imaginary friend. Oh, only only Dad could uh, take a small-town newspaper critic job and become the target of international assassins. Exactly. It. That's what I mean when I say that these episodes are kin. Where these episodes, the, 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 the plots are absurd, but there's still charm in there. And they are, they hang together. You know, they make sense. They, they're coherent. You know, they may not be the type of Simpsons episode I really want, but they don't go off the rails like, you know, most of the post-Golden Years episodes do. So does that sound all right, Matt? Sounds good to me. That is Don't Fear the Roofer. Uh, new number 239 on our list. Right below Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner right above Dance and Hummer. Number, new number 54 on the post-Golden Years ranking. Going to fix our list. Our first, our number one episode is still Homer's Enemy. And our last episode, is mentioned as little as possible, is probably good, is Codependence Day. Last place. Holding strong, last place. Been there for a while now. Don't know if anything will ever replace it, honestly. However, Matt, we do have one further question to answer. It's a very important question. It is a very important question. Is it, that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon, man? That's a good question, Robbie. Um, honestly, I don't see any reason. Because uh, at this point, I'm, I'm looking for reasons to kick it out of the cannon. And honestly, I don't really have any. It's it's fine. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, I mean, we get a good Homer episode out of it. Basically, Homer trying to make a friend outside of his family. And I think that's worthwhile for him. What about the part where uh, Stephen Hawking says there's a localized black hole in between Bart and Ray that makes Bart not be able to see him. Springfield has seen worse, stupider things. I, You know what I'm going to say? My head can't. Well, here, the the canon, I agree with you, largely. I just wanted to ask that. I think that question is important. Um, I think Homer making that, that nuclear reactor in his basement so, Ugh, yeah. caused some trouble. That's why that black hole exists. <laughs> maybe these all these maybe the Stephen Hawking alluded to like rips in space time maybe that's that's why Homer and everyone in the Springfield act so stupid now that is a good uh, theory I mean, that's the that's the that's the answer Matt that's why mm-hmm. so that's I think yes it's a part of the canon um and we can move up to the top of our list work our way down uh eventually answering if every episode is part of, if it, if it, any every episode is or is not a part of our canon and our where we we got to matt very important episode is mother simpson Ooh, that that has to stay so hard number i will fight anyone who says to fight out. okay well let's fight i hate it i hate mother simpson i think it's stupid it's definitely not part of the canon all right if you need to get your ass kicked ugh. you gonna come to austin I'm supposed to I, oh i will absolutely come to austin you guys should probably wait to come to Austin until all the restaurants are open and we can eat barbecue. Oh my god, yes. Or and tacos. God, I I miss going to a taqueria. I'm just getting tacos. I miss tacos. 
Maybe I'll get some tacos this weekend. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, good Mother Simpson, of course, it's a part of the canon. It's it's integral. It's so important, vital. Yes, yes. Mother Simpson is part of the canon. Um, what do we do now, Matt? Oh, we say this is what we do. We talk about what is our next episode. And our next episode, Ugh, we have to. Um, hey, our next episode is the Heartbroke Kid. I've never seen this episode, but it does guest star Albert Brooks. Oh, yeah, this one is... Fat Camp. Fat Camp, indeed. Yeah. We'll see. I believe... I can't remember if this is the one with... Who are the two stupid characters? What dog and whatever? I haven't seen this episode, so I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't answer that question. Um, Dog, something like that. Let's not, Matt, please. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not do that. We don't need... You don't need to make up those names. Let's not do that. Okay. I'm sure they don't exist. No, no, that sounds really dumb. I don't think the Simpsons would do that. Yep, exactly. I think that's better for me to say that. It makes me feel better. Um, you can find this list at our website. It's simpsonshow.com. has links to all our stuff, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. A link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show and uh, help support us, help pay for hosting, we'd really appreciate you if you did that. Uh, you can go to our Patreon, and, and for only two bucks a month, you can help all those kind people who already do that and help us keep the show going. Um, and you get so much content, guys. So lot, much. A lot of, lot of us talking about stuff. I'm sure that you'll love it. That's what I'm actually going to say. I'm say you'll love it. You'll love it. No matter what the cost is, you'll love it. Because me and Matt are very charming and funny and handsome men. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that, that, okay, that's that's, that's, that's right. Matt says, yeah. Uh, you can find me online uh, on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is robbydorman.com. Has links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest horror novel, Splatterfest, is a slasher whodunit set at a horror film convention where all the celebrity guests are being picked off one by one in ironic fashion. It's great for fans of Scream and slashers in general. You can read it uh, on Amazon, read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. Unfortunately, all my time is spent taking care of kittens. But if you want to see the most adorable kittens, who almost certainly already have adopters, but that's okay. You can still enjoy their adorableness. You can look at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, on Instagram. Uh, be warned, you might want to wear sunglasses before the cute overwhelms you. They're very cute kittens. I'll say that, Matt. I'll agree with mm. you, Matt. Those kittens are cute. They are incredibly cute. In fact, they will hurt you. You shouldn't, Matt. Okay, you're not... You gotta. You can't be telling people that cats are gonna hurt you. That's they're not gonna. They're not gonna adopt with you with their cuteness, Robbie. With their cuteness. Oh, I see. Like an. They'll no, be so cute. Overdose. You will never think anything else is cute ever again. Like an overdose situation. You OD on the cuteness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. All right. Cool. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Keep watching. This is a. Uh... Shh.